Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Pretty much what we do. Pretty much what we do. Episode, I don't know, 17, something like that. Something. It feels like it's been a hot minute since we've done the news, Karen. <sighs> so we're a gonna, hot minute. Yeah, we're going to get right back to it. Going to get some hot takes. Yeah. Not really. I have a feeling this is going to go great for me, considering you said, what kind of chocolate do you like? Yeah, I did. Before we started, I was immediately suspicious. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, you should be a little suspicious, but we'll get to that later. How have you been? I have been okay. Uh, Do I, maybe you remember, but at Easter, Tony said there was, we should do corrections where I was right and you were wrong, and now I can't remember what it was that I was right about and you were wrong about. It was about PG&E poisoning the water for Uh, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, I was right. Guys, yep. just want everybody to know I was right. Dirk was wrong. Uh, PG&E did poison the water. I deny everything. In Aaron Brockovich. I mean, PG&E poisons plenty of things. Okay, and that's why you should have just believed me right from the beginning. Probably. Probably. Anywho. Uh, so that's how I've been. Also, I watched... So Game you've of... just been holding on to that since Easter? I so... forgot about it. And okay. then I re-remembered and I was like, oh, I gotta bring this up. Uh, and what? Game of Thrones? we've already seen the big i can't no spoilers i guess but we've already seen the big fight right yeah i mean you can listen to my other podcast where i rant about game of thrones <laughs> uh i actually don't have that podcast i listen to quite it. a few game of thrones podcasts uh but yeah i mean say what you will they did have their big fight it was a Dark. big fight <laughs> totally great uh don't be uh, caught saying otherwise otherwise people will be mad at you Anywho. I did. I think it's fair to say that it was hard to see on my old TV. Yeah, I like that the <laughs> like everyone was like, "This is hard to see," and they're like, "It was filmed on great TVs." So if you have a thousand dollar TV, you got an epic experience. If you have a normal human TV, it wasn't you couldn't mess. see shit. Yeah. So all of us couldn't see shit. Yeah. Us little peons. Exactly. It's wow. like maybe get a better TV to watch your paid HBO on. It's like my stolen HBO. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I am pirating this on my Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a great screen. Uh, I actually pay for it. I'm a loser. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. And I saw Avengers. Yeah, we just saw Avengers too. So, good times. I liked it all right. Uh, there was certainly, as agreed on the internet, some things where I had to suspend my thinking. Where I was like, I mean, time travel. Sure. Okay, we're going to go that route. I feel like they. It doesn't. At some point, you just have to suspend your animation yes. about everything. It's like yeah. okay, so there's aliens and superheroes and talking raccoons and laser beams and time travel too. Right. Now, okay, right. great and magic. We forgot about the magic, <laughs> and so it's like okay, just 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 go along go for the along. ride. At some point, you can't fight it. Yeah, it's like oh, half the people are gone. What would that do? Like and, and all half the chickens and cows and everything. It's like yeah. wait, how did that? And then even more problematic, half of them just randomly show up again. Mm-hmm. So five. Five years later, 3.5 billion people show up in a day. You're like, nope, can't think about it. Can't think too much nope. about that. Just got to go along with the <laughs> ride. To go. Yeah. go into the go-go. Exactly. So at the beginning of this, we're going to put spoilers for Game of Thrones and Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should record that now. But Yeah. Uh, uh, so welcome to heating up. Uh, <laughs> this, there are spoilers ahead for spoilers both. Spoilers a many. We tried to avoid it, but it's really We did impossible. not even try at all. We just plowed straight ahead through Game of but Thrones anyway. and Avengers. So Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's today. It's, I feel like, way better than 4th of July for a couple of reasons. First off, much better food. Second off, way less explosions, which means I don't have to tranquilize my damn dogs. <laughs> Fair. And it's just so much more laid back. Like, you don't have to go out and, like, have an aggressively patriotic time. That's true. 
right? Like, I feel Cinco de Mayo greater than Fourth of July. I guess also, it it's not 120 degrees. Yes, 120 like, degrees. Like, better time of the year to have your independence. I don't know who picked the Fourth of July, but... <laughs> Why they picked that day. Yeah. Stupid day for that. I mean, okay, here's the one thing that I will say. I really like... I think it depends, because sometimes your Fourth of July can be real cheapo, right? It can be hot dogs and hamburgers, which is kind of a classic American thing. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, at this point in my life, okay, yeah, I'll eat a hot dog and a hamburger, but would I prefer some tri-tip? Yeah. I would. Sure. Would That's really... your dad, though, is going to be making the tri-tip. He's more likely going to make ribs, smoked ribs. Ribs, yeah. Yeah, which are fine, but, you know, I guess we all have our, our wants. All right, well, we can deal with Fourth of July food in a couple of months. Right now, we got to get down to business. I know. I'm not going to lie to you, Corinne. It's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough I one. Know. We it's haven't a done lot the news. Of chocolate, a full, full-size soda in front of me. Hand and me. I have a full-size Snickers bar to give you when we're done. <laughs> That is really bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we haven't done the news in like a month. So you've just packed it in. Well, I have. I, I had to give up some stuff. There are some stories that we'll have just completely missed. But uh, basically, it distilled over the last couple of weeks only the worst stories. So we're going to do the news. It's a two-parter. Oh, my God. What do you mean? The first part is just me going over all of the floods that have occurred in the last couple of weeks just all over the floods? world. Just floods? all over the world. I feel like we can't skip any of them. And so the second half, though, you have a choice. We're going to do a different news Choose your game. own adventure? Kind of. It's a this or that. It's an A or B. Mm. I'm going to give you two news headlines, and you pick the one you want us to talk oh, about. God. Okay. I appreciate the, aver- so the diversion. You get the feel like you're in control. <laughs> the right. illusion of control, correct? I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I do like a little razzmatazz on these things, so. Yeah, I know. You know what we could do? We could check my heart rate on these because I got a new. Check uh, your... <laughs> I got a new one of those cool watches that tells you. Ooh, fancy! At. Have you been using it to go running or something? I just started running. Don't don't judge me. Only ran like a mile yesterday. It's a start. I That's ran, okay. I, I went back some... to the gym this past week for the first time in a long time. I'm pretty sore. Yeah, I'm sore. I ran a mile and I did some like uh, what do you call those lunge squat things? Lunges, yeah. And boy, did it feel terrible. And I feel terrible now. And I still have to figure out how to. <laughs> it was a mistake. How to exercise with the job that's so early in the morning. Especially with the summer coming up, I'm not going to be able to, I can't run at midnight before work, right? That's how you get murdered. And I don't want to run at one in the afternoon when it's 130 degrees, unless I get a gym It's like 70 degrees right, right now. Right now, but that's going to last, what, another two weeks, and then it'll be 100 million for the rest of the summer. And so that means I'm probably going to have to get a gym membership or something. Probably. And I just, I hate the gym. The gym is terrible. But we need to get to the news. I know, we. I know, we... Flooding news around the world. Okay. okay, right now I'm at 73 BPM. Let's see what this moves up to. That seems awfully high for sitting there eating chocolate. Well, but, maybe okay. the chocolate's raising my heart rate. <laughs> Anyways. All right, we're going to kick it off with Cyclone Fanny, which hit India and Bangladesh. Uh, life-threatening flooding rain continues to inundate northeast India. Rescue and recovery crews are assessing the damage from powerful Cyclone Fanny, which has left more than two dozen dead in its wake. Fanny struck India early Friday morning between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. with a force stronger than any other cyclone to hit the country in the last 20 years. Fanny hit the Odisha coast close to Puri as the equivalent of a Category 3 hurricane. The cyclone has claimed at least 28 lives and as it carved its path into northeastern India and Bangladesh. Over 1 million people have evacuated from the path, nearly 100,000 of the evacuees from Puri alone, 
in the country's largest evacuation operation ever. Indian officials are crediting the mass evacuation as having prevented a devastating death toll, or the reports of deaths could rise as communications and power are restored. So, big cyclone in India. Great. Just going to rip that band-aid right off with number okay. one. Well, you said it was only a few dozen that died, right? Uh, so far, reports were 28 or so that died. Yeah, it could have been catastrophic. Bangladesh is one of those countries that's listed as, like, whenever you read about, like, where uh, sea level rise and where, you know, climate change is going to really impact people, Bangladesh, because, like, the entire country is just a, you know, freshwater marsh. And, yeah, it's not and great. a lot of buildings aren't up to code there. No, they yeah. don't have the same OSHA regulations yeah. we have here. Yeah, so there's the potential for massive catastrophe there. And this one, luckily, it seems like India was on it with their evacuations. So that's good. Hit me again. All right. Heavy flooding in Montreal. Mm. Yeah. A state of emergency has been extended in Montreal as severe storms have flooded more than 7,000 homes with an additional 4,000 homes cut off from services. 10,000 people have evacuated the areas affected. Quebec experienced similar levels of high water in 2017. The fact that two so-called 100-year storms occurred so close together has climate preparedness experts concerned. Winter climate... what did, what did you climate say? preparedness experts what i want to know who those not, people are, are but. who are they what organize is this a canadian this thing? is just what the news report i'm reading straight and off the news when are they not concerned right it feels <laughs> like they should always be at a state of high, orange high alert. what's the uh, terror alert yellow or oh, yeah. Alert? yeah uh ontario's premier doug ford whose government has fought hard against the imposition of a countrywide carbon tax aimed at curbing emissions toured flooded areas near the Ottawa River on Friday night. Ford did not explicitly mention climate change, but did say, quote, something is going on and we have to be conscious of it. Something. Yeah, Can't something's happening. Who knows what it is? Nobody could say for... Couldn't be. We'll get back certain. to Florida or to Canada later, what, maybe. Canada the new Florida? Canada's the new Florida, oh, but maybe. We'll see. Uh, Davenport, Iowa floods again. This is going to be a recurring theme here. Uh, In 1993, Bill Clinton famously visited Davenport as it experienced a historic flood, and guess what? Flooded again this summer, or this spring. Uh, All of the huge floods all over the Midwest are still going strong, and this place, the the city of Davenport, made famous by the 93 deluge, is back. The historic flooding continued into this Thursday along the swollen Mississippi, impacting impacting a wastewater plant and causing the plant to reach capacity. Uh Uh-oh. With the approval of the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, the pumps deployed near the sewage system along the Mississippi River are pumping sewage into the river in order to avoid overflow. Hold on. Quick sec. They're pumping sewage into the river? Yeah, I feel like this is... To avoid what? uh, I think a massive catastrophe where they just lose all of their sewage. So I think they're like, we're going to release a controlled release of... It's a controlled sewage spill. Yep. Right into the river that's flooding all over all the towns. So this is why we say that flood water is not great to drink, because it is full of sewage, among other things. Thousands of acres of farmland have been swamped. People are predicting severe crop loss this year because they just can't plant the crops in, you know, the Midwest because it's so flooded. So that continues to be a problem around here. All right, that's three floods. Next flood. Flooding landslides kill more than 30 people in Indonesia. In the Bengkulu province on the island of Sumatra, more than 12,000 people have been driven from their homes by flooding, according to the Indonesian National Board of Disaster Management. At least 13 people are missing and 29 people died there over the weekend. Flooding last week in Jakarta, India, Indonesia's capital, killed two people and displaced more than 2,250. 
But there's a kind of a silver lining, I guess. Well, okay. maybe not a silver lining, but an interesting story that came out in Indonesia this same week. So while they're experiencing flooding, they're actually going to do something about it. The Indonesia's president-elect announced plans this week to move the capital city. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the so capital they're, they're city going, of... This isn't uh, working. We can't yeah. stay here. Yeah, so Jakarta is the island which the, or is the capital city, which is on the island of Java. And Java, according to many reports, is one of the world's major places most vulnerable to sea level rise. Uh, the island of Java is sinking at a rate of approximately 10 inches per year due to a combination of the drilling for wells of the drilling of wells for groundwater and the weight of its buildings. The 40 to 50 centimeters of sea level rise expected by 2100, even if warming is limited to 2 degrees, would only make the situation worse, and more than 140 million people live on that island. This is going to sound silly, but you know, you said some words like Java and Sumatra. I'm like, is this like a big coffee? Yeah, this is where area? all that coffee comes from. Okay. Um, but they, they're not in the city. I mean, Jakarta is a huge city. I don't know where it is. It's probably in the top 10 world's biggest cities. I mean, it's one of the big ones. It's major, major city. Like I said, 140 million people on the island. Well, yeah, okay. Anyway, so an interesting story that's, you know, semi-related is that they're experiencing these catastrophes and they're actually planning on moving the capital to a different island. Next one. Oh, sorry, I forgot one thing about the Indonesia oh, one. We sorry. Want to forget yeah, anything sorry. About it. A landslide in central Bengkulu killed 22 people. Illegal coal mining is partly to blame for the landslides, officials said, because the deforestation loosens the soil. All right, now moving on to South Africa. I don't think there's enough chocolate in this house. I we've got feel it. We've got South Africa, Texas, and back to Mozambique, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so South Africa. More than 60 are dead due to floods and mudslides in South Africa this month, as thousands are forced to flee their homes as heavy downpours caused flooding and mudslides. The rains have mainly hit around the port city of Durban. All right. I am dead inside. <laughs> Texas. Texas. You're getting a theme here, right? The A round of damaging thunderstorms have been hitting Texas just again and again and again. I don't know if you've paid any attention to the weather news. No. But uh, this time, uh, on the outskirts of the Houston area, Friday afternoon, it sparked at least four tornadoes, uh, and there were baseball-sized hailstorm or hailstones coming this weekend. So the storms are expected to move more to the east and hit uh, southern Virginia and northern Florida. And the last of our floods in Mozambique, torrential rain has been keeping food and other aid from reaching the victims of Cyclone Kenneth and Cyclone E-Day. So a third storm, not quite a cyclone, has been pouring a bunch of rain and flooding in Mozambique, which is keeping the aid from coming from the north to the people already affected by those two earlier cyclones. They probably need more than those two weeks from FEMA, huh? Yeah, it has not been great there. Kenneth completely or partially destroyed more than 35,000 homes and tens of thousands of people in districts north of Penba on the Ibo Island have been in need of food and shelter so mozambique cannot seem to catch a break well that's not enough resources yeah. minis that i can all right we're gonna you can take a little pause corinne why don't you get yourself some chocolate don't sound like you're not gonna shovel your mouth with some chocolate too oh, well i will but i'm always dead inside as far as these floods go so this is fun join a podcast my brother said <laughs> no one else would do with me i wonder why he said you were the first person i asked <laughs> <laughs> You're just shaking your head. I should have said no. <laughs> We're done with floods. Who have you gone to after me? Brent, Steve, Pete. Who? <laughs> I don't Pete? Know. You, <laughs> you tried to say Steve and Pete. Steve, and you don't have a friend named Steve or Pete. Nope. All right, Corinne, now you have some control over the news. Do I'm, I? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you two headlines. 
you can pick the story that we're going to talk about. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> you're going to hear both the headlines. You're going to know that both stories are real, and you're just going to have to pick which one you want to hear more about. Great. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, headline, wildly underestimated oil sands emissions, latest blow to Alberta's dubious climate claims. Or. Or, U.S. fracked gas imports to the European Union could, quote, take world far beyond safe climate limits, campaigners warn. That one. That one? Second one? Gotta admit, I figured you'd go for the tar sands one. Uh, go big or go home. Okay. European Commission data shows that European Union imports of liquid natural gas from the United States increased by 181% between July 2018, when President Donald Trump and the European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker agreed to strengthen cooperation in the energy sector. Environmental campaigners warn that developing new gas infrastructure that has a lifespan that goes beyond the point when developing countries need to fully decarbonize their energy sectors could lock in high levels of gas consumption and see the EU miss its long-term climate targets. Cool. Yep, this good times. Great. And also, could you refrain from calling him president? Could we just refer to him as He Donald is Trump? the president. He's can your we, president. Can we just say DT as I prefer that? All right, next ones. Ethanol train derails and starts fire, kills three horses, and forces evacuations. This is the fake one. That's the fake There's one. There's no fake ones. Okay. Or a 6.1 quake in Japan, vindication of the ore fish, as well as quakes hitting Taiwan and the Philippines. First one. First one? Yeah. You don't want to talk about the ore fish again? No, no. I've had enough of the ore fish. Okay. Thank you. i, I got to admit, I'm 0 for 2 on what I assumed you All were going right. to pick. Yeah. All right. Early in the morning on April 24th, an ethanol train, so a train carrying, I guess, liquid ethanol or ethanol in, like, pressurized containers, uh, expl derailed, exploded, and burned near Fort Worth, Texas, reportedly destroying a horse stable, killing three horses, and causing the evacuation of nearby homes. According to early reports, 20 tank cars left the track and at least five rupturing and burning. So they followed all the rules of regulation and something still went wrong. Yep. This is now the third incident in North America involving the upgraded DOT-117R tank cars, all resulting in major spills of either oil or ethanol. So definitely a great way to move stuff is on the trains. There's uh, always a safe way. Maybe to do the this. best way to do it is leave it in the ground where it's nice and safe. Nah. Nah. All right, next one. I think I know which one you're going to pick here. This one's a breather. Oh, this see. one's a breather one. Okay. So I'll the two. Leave it when I see it. Two choices. Replica of La Nina, sunk during Hurricane Harvey, sinks again in Houston. Or, is Russia using spy whales? Russia. Yeah, see? <laughs> you know I want to hear <laughs> I about it. knew you them. wanted this one. You know I hate it. I'm surprised you didn't hear about the spy whales. Did oh, you, you know what? I did a little. Did but a I little? Didn't not, I didn't read anything about it. All right. Well, marine experts in Norway believe they have stumbled upon a white whale that has, was trained by the Russian Navy as part of a program to use underwater mammals as a special ops force. Fishermen in waters near the small Norwegian fishing village of Inga reported last week that a white beluga whale wearing a strange harness had begun to harass their fishing boats. We were going to put our nets. Oh my god, what? <laughs> you don't want me to give a Norwegian accent? Was that your Norwegian accent? I don't know, was, was it not? I, Fine, no. I'm done. No more accents. I'd please do it, but nope. do it better. We were going to put our nets. I honest to God thought you were doing like a racist sounding like Indian accent. I was like, oh dear God. No, Norway. You could, I feel I like I can make fun of Norwegians. You can. No one from Norway has ever even listened to this podcast. Okay, I want to hear it. All right. We are going to put our nets. 
when we saw the, a whale swimming between the boats. Fisherman Jor Henston told Norwegian broadcaster NRK, It came over to us, and as it approached, we saw that it had some sort of harness on it. The strange behavior of the whale, which was actively seeking out the vessels and trying to pull straps and ropes from the sides of the boats, as well as the fact that it was wearing a tight harness, which seemed to be for a camera or weapon, raised suspicions among marine experts that the animal had been given military-grade training by neighboring Russia. Inside the harness, which has now been removed from the whale, were the words, Equipment of St. Petersburg. Love it. (laughs) Like, if found, please return. (laughs) So what, they believe that they're trying to, like, sabotage other fishing boats? Probably not going after fishing boats so much as other... I feel like this one probably, like, escaped and, you know, was just so used to people. It was like, oh, here's some boats I can go talk to, you know, because... I don't know. But either way, we don't know what the hell it was. We just assume yeah, Russia... The was, Russians are well, so we know crazy. That, well, okay, America trains porpoises and seals, and so does Russia, and we know that Russia tried to train beluga whales in the past. Uh, there was an interesting report about beluga whales... Because uh, they, they were training them all for the Arctic or whatever bases. They thought maybe they could, like, guard the bases. Um, but they said the whales were deemed, quote, too sensitive to the cold and did not have the same high professionalism of seals. <laughs> <laughs> so seals Classic. apparently way more professional than the beluga whales. Uh, there was a great art editorial about this in The Guardian called uh, by Jules Howard, which was titled, Humanity has truly lost its way if we are weaponizing beluga whales. Honestly, I kind of like it. At least it's like old school. Yeah, it it does feel very like uh, Austin Powersy. Yeah, I sort of like it, but you know, like freaking sharks with laser beams on their head. Yeah, sure. All right, back to terrible news. Okay. New Orleans rebuilt levees are not good mm, at all. Shocking. Or coal ash contaminated groundwater at almost every monitored site. New Orleans. Yeah, figured. So, the vast network of levees, flood walls, gates, and pumps that protect New Orleans was rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina, you might remember, mm-hmm. and just finished last year at a cost of some $14 billion. Oof. But now, the rapid onset of climate change and the rising sea levels means that within five years, the system could be overcome in the face of a 100-year storm, according to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and other experts. The public may feel complacent. The protective system was built, and they think it's done. They look at that levee as a static monolith. John Lopez, director of the Coastal and Community Program for the Lake Pocatarian Basin Foundation, an environmental group, told NOLA.com, but the crisis never really was over. We improved the system. But it will, we have always been under threat. I always wondered that, and I felt like I was a bad person for being like, they're like, let's rebuild New Orleans. And I was like, but wait, what? Hold on. What? Why would we do that again? And I didn't understand. Like, people like, well, we'll just build the houses a little taller. And I was like, okay, I, why are we, why are we, it was destroyed. We, it's destroyed. Why would we go back to that same spot? I guess people want their, their hometowns back, but. Yeah, I, th- I feel like, well, more and more, we're already getting people who are, like, Jakarta is going to be, you know, not the capital anymore. We have countries like the Seychelles and others that are seriously considering relocating. We have towns in America. Actually, one of the later stories you'll get is about a town in Louisiana that was supposed to relocate, but lost its funds. And more and more, we're going to have to make those sacrifices to the sea, right? So, like, New Orleans may be this big city, but... It's already underwater, right? Without the the pumps and systems that are running, it would already be underwater. So how long are we going to keep spending money? I mean, when do you start throw, stop throwing good money after bad, right? Like, we're going to have these cost analysis situations, but it's not just going to be New Orleans. It's going to be Miami and New York and, you know, San Diego and cities that are 
you know, huge all along the coast. And that's just America and other countries won't even have the resources to help people move. That's a big problem that's coming up with sea level rise for sure. And of course, the levee construction in New Orleans has been paralleled by the levee construction around here in Sacramento. They've been upgrading our levees. Uh, after Hurricane Katrina, they went through and said, oh, wait, Sacramento is probably pretty close to flooding too, right? So they checked a look at our levees and they were like, yeah, so many bad levees. We had levees around the city that weren't even up to 30-year flood standards, let alone what they thought was a 100-year flood. So they've been working to get them up to 100 or 200-year flood standing. But just like the New Orleans levees, it doesn't take into account climate change and rising sea level. And you don't necessarily think of sea level here in Sacramento, but the delta comes all the way up to Stockton, right? So... Even not far from here, the sea level rise is going to cause the Delta Marsh to raise, and it's going to cause problems in the Sacramento area. So, yeah, that on top of all the increased storms. So Great. Yep, good stuff to look forward to. Ready for the next Ooh, one, Corinne? Boy, am I. Choose my own <coughs> adventure. I really feel like I have a lot of power here. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't <laughs> hear about the coal ash. That's so. true. Yeah. All right, next one. Oh, I know which one you're going to pick this one, too. Let's see. Is it more about Russia? No. Sunrise Movement, the youth-led climate movement, endorses its first candidate here in California, or an employer refuses to let man take shelter as tornado bears down on his workplace. That one. Yep. See? <laughs> that one. Yeah, perfect uh, combination of, you know, work... Uh, work uh... I do hate employment. <laughs> the disconnect was clear for Cameron Morse on the day... An EF2 rated tornado bringing 125 mile per hour winds approached Paducah, Kentucky on March 14th. So this was a little while ago, but I just read about it. So it's news to me. On the morning break from his job as call center representative at Link Services, he received alerts on his mobile phone of an impending, yeah, of an impending tornado with advisories to take cover. And he heard emergency sirens blaring in the distance. Some supervisors disappeared into the back office, said Morse, who wanted to head for safety. I was one of the people who asked the floor supervisor for permission to leave work and take shelter, he added. The supervisor said, nope, just continue working, you'll be fine. I said, all right, and went to my desk and did what I was told. I've got to work. Morse is one of 22 employees who filed an OSHA complaint against Link Services for not allowing them to take shelter during a tornado, according to the local news. Link, a Solera company which handles claim services for the property and casualty insurance industry, has not yet replied to an AccuWeather.com call for comment about the day's events. This is so shocking because, you know, I thought we didn't need unions anymore because the safety uh, and well-being Yeah, of, worker well-being is their number is their one priority. number one priority. They want to pay us well. They want to give us appropriate time um, for All ourselves. All of the benefits. They want to give us benefits. They want to make sure that we're safe and happy and healthy. And I just am so shocked that they would tell someone to work You know, through. one bad apple, Corinne, you doesn't... Know, I know, really. Yeah. One bad apple. Anyways, there's another great quote about this one, uh, talking about the... So the tornado that was the one in question here traveled 17 miles. It lasted 16 minutes and approached within a few miles of the Lynx office. A uh, state emergency was declared from McCracken County, according to the local news. Quote, the Walmart shut down. And you know, Walmart doesn't shut down for anything. <laughs> so even Walmart, uh, not known as being a friend of the worker, uh, shut down to let people go home and go. But, I mean, it makes sense. I worked yeah. for a place who shall not be named, uh, and I was living in a city where there was a power outage, huge, all across the city, and all the reports are saying it's going to be down for 24 hours. And I said, call up the the general manager, and he said, I'll talk to the owner, 
Nope, not going to close down. Power's out. Keep it open. Keep it open and sell what, you say? We don't have anything to cook. Well, we're going to sell uncooked items and cold drinks. Okay. And cold drinks out of what working refrigerator. Correct. Um, and keep that open. And then I was like, can we close now? It's 6 o'clock. Can we close now? It's 7 o'clock. No, no, no. Guess what time they let us close? When the sun went down, we had to close in the middle of the dark with flashlights. Crazy. <sighs> Shocking that workplaces don't really care about. Well, when we saw this, there was a viral story about the campfire where the oh god yeah where there was somebody who texted their boss and was like hey um i'm evacuating or the boss texted all the employees and was like hey guys just so you know the store's still up and going we will be open tomorrow and one of his employees was like my house burned down i've evacuated and they're like okay see you tomorrow and he's like no i don't think you're hearing me I, i'm i'm fleeing for my life and they're like well you really need to come to work at 7 a.m tomorrow <laughs> and it's like yeah these are these are employers this is what happens Love it. Yep. Next one, Corinne. Okay, is this the last one? No. Oh, okay. Like I said, this is a reckoning of news. <laughs> I thought this was maybe You had end. a few weeks off. Um, no. This, we've got a few more, like no. three, three or four more. Okay. It's probably seven. Could be. A Myanmar landslide at Jade Mine kills more than 50 people. Mm. Or penguin colonies are collapsing. Penguin colonies. Yeah, let's talk about the penguins. This one is... Uh, Ooh, it's a rough one, Corinne. <laughs> good, 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 good. That's what I was hoping for. All right. Antarctica's charismatic emperor penguins were thought to be particularly vulnerable to climate change because warming waters are melting the sea ice where they live and breed. Now the penguins have abandoned one of the biggest colonies after breeding pairs there failed to raise almost any new chicks in three years. Oh, God. Although the move cannot directly be attributed to climate change, researchers say it is an ominous sign of things to come for the largest of penguin species. To see how the colony was faring, remote sensing expert Peter Fretwell of the British Antarctic Survey in Cambridge analyzed high-resolution satellite imagery, which shows individual penguins and groups of the birds. Uh, over that time, Farrell estimated the colony hosted between 14,000 and 25,000 adults and chicks. Since 2016, however, the population has dropped to nearly zero found and he saw almost no new chicks an unprecedented period of reproductive failure for emperor penguins the breeding failure by itself might not be might not have a long-term impact on the species since the some individuals can live to be over 30 years they'll have another chance to breed and many of them it appears have moved to other colonies nearby but now there's overcrowding and if those colonies fail so it's definitely a bad bad sign for the emperor penguin which i think they're coming out with a new movie basically following real life penguins yeah, uh, if it has anything to do with this, it's going to be a rough one. Well, I have a feeling they picked the one that lives. You know, I've still avoided the uh, the nature series on Netflix, the new one. Our the, Planet or whatever? Yeah, Our Planet. I'd, I'd, Just because of the, I know, I do the same thing. I'd, I'm like, oh, I want to watch it so bad. And then I'm like, it's going to talk about climate change. Well, it's one of those things where you know it's rough. And I've even seen like articles about terrible things that they show. And I'm like, oh, I really have to be ready to watch it. And yeah. it's hard. So I can't remember which one it was, but it was years ago where there's this, just this polar bear just swimming. This polar bear has swum 30 miles, normally only runs, does about five, looking for an ice patch. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah, are you going to watch a polar bear drown right now? Yeah. Next one, Corinne. Great. We got two more. Two more. All right. Two more. Okay. I see the light at the end of the tunnel here. All right. The next one is rats love climate change. Promising. Or 
Uh, the Lumi Nation is putting live salmon in ocean for desperate attempt to feed orca whales. Ooh. I'm going to go with the rats. You want to talk about the rats? It's, they like it. They love it. This was a shock. I figured you'd want to talk about killer whales. Mm, I'd rather hear about the rats loving climate change, I think. All right. Well, you know, climate change is a disaster for almost every living thing, but rats might have a at least temporary boon due to climate change. New York is the second most rat-infested city in the United States. What's the first? I was going to ask if you can guess. Uh, somewhere in Florida? Nope. Sacramento? No. Why would it be Sacramento? I don't know. L.A., Los no. Angeles. Russia. All right, you're done. Russia That's <laughs> not even in the United States. I, yeah, you know. Chicago is generally considered the oh, most okay. rat-infested city. Anyways, the problem has gotten worse in New York over recent years, data suggests. Uh, just over 10,500 rat complaints were made into the city's 311 complaint line in 2010. But seven years later, complaints nearly doubled, hitting more than 19,000 at the end of 2017. But it took a while for officials to investigate the role of rising temperatures in the population boom. While city rats do breed all year, they usually slow down in the winter months, which allows you know pesky pest control to like catch up with the boon of rats right but as the temperatures warm up the rats continue to breed and they can lay another two litters of rat babies during the winter months <laughs> if they're not slowing down or stopping so you I just get it. extra rats so <laughs> the rats seem to love it see that was a more positive story i can already tell positive the other one. if you like rats i guess okay yeah but the other one's going to be the death of some other animals oh the other one is a tear-jerking See, story that's why i didn't um, pick it that's not i didn't pick it i chose my adventure you're i'm not looking gonna at tell me it. like you're about to tell me it i'm not and gonna this tell is it. a choose i'm not gonna say I it i chose my own adventure all i'm gonna say i is chose it we will have links to all of these stories in the show notes so if you hear one of the stories that corinne doesn't want to hear but you want to hear about it there'll be a link to a article about it in the show notes so you can read the show notes I chose my own adventure. I know. Last one. Native tribe that was going to resettle due to climate change has money hijacked and is back to square one. Oh, no. Yeah. Or uh, tourists flock to glaciers, causing more damage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the uh, Native Americans losing their uh, money to relocate due to climate change because that's just a whole ball of terrible. Yeah. I have to say I did kind of set this one up so that would be what you'd pick. Many people may already know about the Isle de Jean Charles, the historic homeland of the Isle de Jean Charles tribe, is shrinking. is a shrinking island off the coast of Louisiana and is about 80 miles southwest of New Orleans. The island community is one of a growing number of coastal communities worldwide that will inevitably have to relocate due to the impacts of climate change. Uh, since 1955, the island has lost 98% of its area due to a combination of levee construction, coastal erosion, shrinking land, rising seas, and damage from hurricanes worsened by climate change. That's a big percent. Yeah. Only a 320-acre strip remains today. Albert Nequin, chief of the Isle de Jean-Charles, the IDJC, often loses sleep over his, tri uh, over his tribe's fate as the historic island homeland continues to lose land at an alarming rate. Uh, after helping the Louisiana Office of Community Development win a $98 million grant from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, the tribe no longer wants to be associated with the state's project, which included $48 million earmarked to relocate the tribe. The state hijacked the money, and now the tribe is back to square one, he explained in January after the OD OCD announced the purchase of a 515-acre square of er, acres of land for the resettlement project in Shrivener, Louisiana, 40 miles north of the island. 
He suggested that the state return the money to the federal government because the OCD's plans did not reflect the goals and objectives of the tribe outlined in its application for the Natural Disaster Resilience Competition grant in the first place. After the tribe's rebuke of the state's handling of the grant, OCD director Pat Forbes said he still welcomed their participation in the project, and they met to bridge the rift. Following the meeting, Nakeen sent Forbes a list of the tribe's desired changes to the plan, but the state rejected all of their requests. Oops. Yeah. The tribe's original plan was for a community run by the tribe, one that would welcome previously displaced tribal members who had left the island over the years as the landmass decreased, but the state's plan doesn't allow tribe control over who moves there. The OCD instead will turn over control to the communi- of the community to a nonprofit similar to the Louisiana Land Trust a past state partner on a post-Hurricane Katrina and Rita resettlement program. The nonprofit is already on board as the project's developer. The OCD will offer the first homes to current island residents who want to relocate, but eventually homes will be open to anyone who can afford them. So the, the tribe is clearly upset that the land won't be reserved for the tribe, because it's anyone essentially... Anyone who can afford to live there can move there. Yeah, eventually. It'll just be open land. So the, the tribe who has their tribal lands is like, we're losing our land we're literally stealing indian land again god damn it you're stealing our you're stealing our stolen land again yeah god so what yeah that's the end of the news corinne i told you today was gonna be a rough one oh thank god there's carne asada (laughs) waiting for me at the end of this yeah so hold on one second corinne i got you a treat Uh uh-oh was brutal you can do an update on my heart rate heart rate at 88 bpm slightly raised I got you a full-size Snickers bar. That's good. For a big girl that gets through the big news. I appreciate it. Uh, I would have said I wanted Butterfinger, but Butterfinger's changed his recipe, and I find it distasteful. Butterfinger changed his recipe? They changed their recipe. How come this wasn't front-page news on the terrible news? I thought I'd already brought it up here, but I got a uh, Butterfinger's the other day, and I was like, what the, what? This tastes like peanuts. They changed the recipe so that it tastes like... I never knew Butterfinger was a peanut-flavored candy bar. Did you? I didn't know what that was. To be honest, I've never been a big fan of Butterfinger. Okay, so it's it tastes more like peanuts, which I hate. Okay, and but you're eating the Snickers. You no, know I that hate, I just I so you know that peanuts. that has peanuts in it. I don't it. hate peanuts. I hate that it tastes more like peanuts in this case. And... And it doesn't stick to your teeth as much. So I'm like, is this worth it? No, no, I want the old flavor back. And I get Wait, it. So you want it to stick to your teeth? I like want... that's the least appealing no, aspect I of it. No, I'm saying you didn't, you're not getting me. I'm saying even with that trade-off, I thought, no, no, I want the old Butterfingers back. Even okay. if it doesn't stick to my teeth as bad. Anyway, Snickers is going to have to be my new favorite candy bar because of that. Because it doesn't taste like peanuts? Because it old... tastes like peanuts instead Wait. of Butterfinger. Okay. Well, uh, I feel like... Butterfinger is garbage candy to begin with. Okay. Crispity Crunchity had the Simpsons commercials. How can you I hate feel, it? Okay. Are you still holding on to the fact that Bart Simpson was a paid shill for Butterfinger? Is that... No, I just like Butterfingers. Okay. Um, well, did. why, though? I did. You did. Pass. Although I did hear that there was an issue... So, chocolate, of course, is an agricultural product. And that there was a big issue that they were, like, running out of enough cocoa to make all the chocolate. That. And so, like, they were changing the recipes of a lot of things. Over the over the Christmas break, I knew a lot of people were rioting because like Hershey's Kishes were more brittle and they didn't have the little swoop at the top. Oh, and so people who were like making candy like uh, those 
cookies where you push the Hershey kiss yeah. in the middle were pissed that it didn't have the little like swoop. It hasn't had the swoop in a while, has it? Yeah. Well, I think it's been, I think this was like the first Christmas without it or something. But either way, people were pissed and they were like riding Hershey's and being like, what the hell did you do to our Hershey's kisses here? <laughs> we want so, the swoop back. Yeah. No one cares that, you know, we're continuing to burn carbon at an alarming rate. But you with our job. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone too far. Exactly. We have our limits. Exactly. We are, aren't we people? Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. But I appreciate the Snickers bar. That'll help. All right, Corinne. This was uh, a rough one. A rough week of news, I have to admit. Next week's going to be easier, though, right? Next week will okay, be easier. Okay, there was a pause. <laughs> next week will be... Actually, next week we're going to revisit our uh, prep off. So next week we're going to do the swap meet prep off. Swap meet prep off. All yeah. Right. So we're going to have a set amount of money. Set amount of time. We're going to race around uh, the Folsom Flea Market down here like Folsom crazy. Folsom Flea Market? Yeah, there's one right down the street here. Oh, off of Fol- oh, that meant Folsom the city. Of off of Folsom Boulevard, Folsom yeah. Folsom Boulevard, gotcha. And then we'll see who is the better prepper based on that. Okay, so um, I guess there's a couple of ways you could go with it, too. Like, you could try and buy a few items. You could just spend your money on one big Don't give item. away your strategy. I don't have a strategy. I'm just throwing out what could go. I mean, yeah, you could go. Depends we'll, on what We'll you talk find. about it all next week. <gasps> what's, our t- what's our dollar amount? Is it 20 bucks again? I don't know. Maybe more. We'll see. Whatever. All right. I'm we'll excited. figure it out. We'll see if we've raised the budget. I like this. Yeah. Once Casper Mattress gets on board. Oh, man. Hello, Fresh. We're yeah. waiting for you. Anyways, if you've liked this episode, please like, subscribe, listen to us, uh, tell your friends about us. Give me more corrections about where Derek was wrong and I was right. That was appreciated. Thank you, Cousin Tony. And more of that, please. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And we will see you next week for Swap, Swap Meat. Meat Prep Off. Swap Meat Prep Off.